This is your favorite podcast, Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson. I'm joined with my co-host Byron Evans, aka Buff, and Arazio Macarella, aka Razi. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Um, not a lot. <laughs> uh, the missus, I'm actually like looking for it as we speak. So the missus, um, in response to last week's uh, story about the gun. She uh, she has a different memory of it, so I wanted to get her, quote, correction in there. She says, I quote, just to let you know, I'm not going to say the girl's name that was over here, just to let you know, girl didn't ask where your gun was. She wanted to see our room, and Jazzy is not allowed to take anyone in there because of the gun. I heard them going in our room, and I went upstairs to talk to her. Me and Jasmine remember it differently. But I did want to at least be fair and uh, get my wife's take on it. Either way, I'm glad it was in the lockbox because they did go in the room. So sound like you got in trouble to me, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Three brothers, no sense. We're fair and balanced. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Did you end up sleeping on the couch? Oh, well, we talked about that. In early episodes, I don't sleep on no couch, bro. So <laughs> talk to him, Rosie. What's up, y'all? Man, I just want to talk about um this is us. So if if you're not watching This Is Us, you know, I always mm. talk about um uh, movies and, and series that I'm watching. Man, this is us so good. The, the first episode they got us. If no you, spoilers, please. No, no spoilers, but if if it starts off with people who are no not you don't know who they are and it's like the first 45 minutes you're like who are these people what is this this is a new show or something and um so they bring it together at the end so don't as they worry. always do as they always yeah. do i i shouldn't have doubted the writers the awesome writers of this is us but um, Bruh, they are those writers are anointed by something bro i just never doubt them it's like pay it, i start paying attention to stuff that's not even there i've never watched a tv show and look for easter eggs like hold on hold on <laughs> Okay, somebody got in an accident. Remember that, baby. That was a Toyota Corolla. Like, I'd be looking for stuff that ain't even there, man. I'm just because I always feel like they're going to tie it in some way. Now, they yeah. still might, though. Yeah, yeah, they will. They'll they'll bring up stuff from, you know, two uh, two seasons ago. But I just want to say, like, it was it was so good to be able to watch a show and not nitpick the military scenes. So um, it, it was, I mean, it was spot, spot on. Spot on. And so hats off to them again, whoever their military advisor is, because, I mean, Jenica was looking at me. I was like, that's exactly what happens, you know, and, and I'm not going to go into the scenes, but I was like, yep. That's it. That's it. I I had that, and I was like, I've had that happen. I've had that happen, uh, and she did it right. And every everything was just like exactly how it happens. Like I told, I text you, Ferg, and I was like, I've lived that scene before in real yeah. life, and so it, it's man, the show's just awesome. Man, I sat there and got. We watched it late because we don't watch stuff real time, and I ended up like, man, I gotta hit my boy Rizzy up, man. Like I felt we paused so many times and talked about military experiences, the wife and I which is a part of me that she probably doesn't know too much about. I really don't talk about it enough, but probably in the last, call it three to six months, I I found myself opening up more about it, which I really didn't realize I was that closed off about it, but that's a story for another day. So what I'm excited about fellas is family homecoming is coming up. 
in a little more than a week, I will be on the highest of seven hills at the greatest HBCU in the world, Florida A&M University. I'm ready. So for <laughs> any of our listeners that went to FAM, know about FAM, hopefully I see you on the hill next week. Uh, I'm celebrating the – well, we're celebrating the class of 99's 20-year reunion. Uh, that class was very special because the year before – Fam, you won Princeton uh, Princeton Reviews College of the Year. So this wasn't Black College of the Year. This wasn't uh, Southeast College of the Year. It was, quote unquote, the dope. best college in America. And so what happened was they were able to recruit a crazy incoming freshman class. I mean, at our school, John L. LaFleur, we had we had a dual enrollment. So we had two valedictorians and two salutatorians and all four of them end up going to FAMU. Yep. I mean, it was just that crazy. Rizzi was one step away from going to FAM, but UAB offered him a little more money. But FAM, that incoming year, and Rizzi might as well have enrolled because he was there all the time. (laughs) But, man. So uh, I'm drinking my water. I'm stretching. I'm hydrating. I mean, our group, they were talking about IVs, charcoal. Man, I'm so out the loop. I, I I don't... I ain't about that life no more. I just found out because uh, these people out here ready, ready to do it. And I was like, man. They ready so, to die. Uh, That's what they ready to do. <laughs> I'm not saying people won't die. <laughs> they'll come back to life. But <laughs> man, I'm scared. So uh, man, it, it's been real. But I guess I just advertise IVs and charcoal pills and stuff like that. So I might as well advertise Anchor. So here we go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, fellas. You know, it's my favorite part of the show. It's the question and answer portion. You know, uh, when I say that or think about it, I always think about like a beauty contest where we're asked a question and you got to answer. So uh, as usual, I'm going to kick it off. So here's my question. You guys all, you all consider yourselves millennials, correct? Yes, me and Jenica have that argument all the time because we just slid in, but we are millennials. Well, you know, they kind of got the new Zennial thing where you're kind of yeah. on the cusp or whatever the case may be. But do you consider yourself a millennial? Yeah. I mean, yeah. by definition. Yeah. Now, the uh, I guess the behavior that people associate with millennials, I think that's why we have a subcategory. We don't really uh, subscribe to that. But yeah. Uh, man, so there we go. We're, we're always it, somebody got the rhetoric, the rhetoric or put it in our mind that it's a bad thing. So. One of the things about millennials, and I kind of, I feel the same way to a certain extent, is I didn't really know we were truly the trophy generation. You know, you guys know what I mean by the trophy generation. Yeah, I hear some of these trophies. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody get a trophy for this. Everybody get a trophy for that. When I was growing up, if you didn't win, you know, they're Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently, we're part of the trophy generation. So my question is, 
how do you feel about the being part of the trophy generation or being labeled as a trophy generation? Is that a good or bad thing? Ah, um, go ahead, Rosie. Oh, you want me to? I'll I go first. Yeah, it's not sure. a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Look, man, uh, I have this argument with people my age all the time, even with even with you guys sometimes, um, how we talk bad about, you know, young people's music and all that stuff. But it's not a bad thing. I remember playing park football and not just with park football or baseball. Cheaters. You oh, don't don't start. <laughs> don't start. Don't start that. Okay, so Peter's side Park, note, Peter's Park, circa nineteen ninety four, square, the last no, game, bro. baby, champs. Y'all, oh, y'all lost. Y'all, y'all cheated, bro. Champs. I feel Peter, like I Peter, saw Peter the refs and that's my dog. We were dragged. I'm telling you, I feel like I saw the refs. Go ahead, get it out. Get it out. Get at our Herschel's house later that day. I feel like y'all paid the refs. Okay, we punt the ball. They pick the ball up, fumble, pick the ball up again, fumble, ball rolls into the end zone, we recover, touchdown. We're getting ready to line up for the extra point, and then the refs call a, a mysterious flag or they do a huddle, and all of a sudden it's a touchback. Come on, man. Come on, man. But continue, Byron. I'm sorry. I digress. It's not a bad thing. Uh, I can get straight to the point. Put it like this. When you're a kid, you know, even when they give everybody a trophy, you know who's really the winner and who and and that you just got a trophy just to get one. Like I think we underestimate how smart young kids are. I remember being that age and when we didn't win something, we would still get a trophy or whatever. Like you knew that wasn't a real trophy. You knew. So it's not a bad thing. You still know the difference between winning and losing. You do know that you're not gonna win at everything. I think that's the main point that people make. Uh it's teaching them that that they gotta win at everything. No, you know you're not gonna win at everything, you're gonna lose at some things. Some people take losing a, l- a little worse than others, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's a bad thing, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. And again, going back to me probably being one of the more liberals out of the three on uh social issues, I, I really think that it's it's positive reinforcement for the kid for trying uh, because one of the biggest things I think we talked about um, when we were talking about teaching your kids financial responsibility and Ferg talked about having that child being able to go in and ask for a raise or uh, counter with a higher um, a counter offer when somebody gives you an offer for a job um, that trying that attempt is uh, is is something to be rewarded and so that's where participation trophies came in and the idea of we didn't do it before or in my generation only the winner got one look psychology has come a long way that's like saying you know they leached people um and and blood let to solve problems way back in the 18th century why don't we do that today it's because it didn't work <laughs> because our medicine <laughs> has actually <laughs> evolved and we figured out that that, eh, that doesn't really work for you. So the thing about it is we have actually studied that they've studied the kids and they've studied that positive reinforcement that actually giving these participation trophies and rewarding kids for just the attempt and the try. And like Byron said, the, the, the MVP gets the bigger trophy. 
The yes. folks who won first place got the bigger trophy. So you still knew that you weren't on par with the kid that was the better. <laughs> exactly. You knew <laughs> that this is a participation trophy. Like you knew it. Like, I, you know, I remember playing baseball and you getting the, the trophy with just the base and the baseball glove, the little plastic baseball glove, and that's it. And then the MVP getting one with a tower, you know, had the little <laughs> baseball player on it. Like you, you wanted that trophy. So you still had that competition of trying to get the bigger trophy. And being able to see those levels. But it is something to be said about I got something for my eight weeks, 10 weeks of trying, working hard, working out. And and I did commit to this and I finished the season because there were kids that started the season, didn't even finish. Now, those kids didn't get anything. You know what I mean? So it's it's that it's that idea that I am giving out. I am giving uh, and, and being able to receive. So I definitely agree with it. And I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the what's the generation before us? Is it Gen X? Yeah, that was before the millennials. Yeah, I think they sucked. I just want to say that. (laughs) Oh, Gen X X sucked. Uh, They didn't they didn't add anything to history, environment. They just rolled the wave of the baby boomers. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What age is Gen uh, X? What age? It doesn't right? matter. It's our parents. Our parents are Gen X. I think it's like civil rights, bro. No, 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 no. no, no. That, was that, baby no that was the baby boomers that did that. Those kids were like they were they were still babies. Then so, so the baby, at the end of baby boomers. Baby boomers ended in sixty four. Right, born like. Uh, fifty-two. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So your, our parents are baby boomers, actually. Yeah. So it's our parents are. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it's, that, that it's, middle, that middle ground, that Gen X, bro. They did nothing. They did. They rode the wave of the baby boomers. They they um killed the economy. They started trickle down economics. They f-ed up the um the uh the environment. Oh, he used a cuss word. He said a cuss word. I did hey, say a cuss word. My bad. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, let's just hey, let's just go balls to the wall. Screw it. Let's let's let's, let's get it. Let's get it. You know. I don't want to give Ryzen that much work to do, man. Only can hey, only you got to edit it out. grown? I don't. I, I have concluded. I don't think any twelve year olds are listening to our podcast. But then we got to put the little E next to our episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got to make it explicit. It won't show up on certain uh, searches uh, and everything. They, they ain't That's looking for us. But, they but, ain't looking for us. Parents and, and, and parents, parents are listening to this with their kids in the car. That's that's the reason why I, I think our well, demographic. Bleep, bleep yourself out there, Riser. Yes, I will. I'll bleep my no. And, yeah, I'm gonna bleep, bleep this shit out too. <laughs> <laughs> and don't praise the baby boomers too either, because they're the reason my social security may not be there. <laughs> oh, no, but baby boomers have set the norm for the last two to three generations. So the way our workforce and everything said, you know, the 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 suit and tie, the strict regimen, the nine to five, that's the baby boomers mm-hmm. MO. So Generation X kind of is stuck between, you know, they're that that they're there those off years. You know, think about that team that just had that that they had greatness, they fell off, and then all of a sudden they're great again. You're that team in between. So with all due respect to all the Generation X listeners, we love you. We consider you more of a uh, a Zennial now because you're listening to Zennial speak. But at the end of the day, you guys said a lot. I really didn't even know until the other day I was part of the trophy generation. I always thought it was the kids. <laughs> you know, and I was also one of those people that for the most part, had mixed emotions about, 
you know, everybody deserves a trophy, yada, yada, yada. You know, yeah, we got the little BS trophies, but it wasn't really worth anything. And what I was, what made me think, I was actually watching uh, ESPN the other day and Peyton's Places came on and he was doing an interview with um, my favorite running back of all time, Emmett Smith. And he went into Emmett's like, vault where all his you know game balls and jerseys and everything were and Emmett said it and I'm just bare uh, paraphrasing I want to say he said his dad told him son save every trophy save every reward because one day it might be someone else's shrine or something to that effect because it's helping you prepare for greatness or helping you celebrate the small wins then it made me start thinking about what it means to win so we talk about getting the big trophy and stuff like that. But when you win, what do you do? Celebrate. And exactly. And look for the next one. So the thing about it is, I think these trophies teach us how to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about myself. Now, I'm not a, a shy person. I've, I'm, uh, I think I'm outgoing. I like to have fun. I, I like to travel, like, you know, things like that. And I think the same thing about you guys. But when I think about celebrating myself, I had to start questioning. So, Byron, I've known you since 1992, Rizzy, since 1995. How many things outside of weddings have any of us celebrated together? Byron, I've never seen you, like, have a real birthday party party. You know, Rizzy, same here. You know, like, yeah, we might go out for dinner or something, but I've never seen us celebrate ourselves. Yeah. And so I'm like... Are we scared to celebrate? Like, I, I'm working on it. My wife just celebrated her 32nd birthday this past Sunday. And we went out for dinner. We had fun. But my sister had to remind me to celebrate, you know, bigger. Like, did you do this? Did you do that? Are you going to get a cake? No, we're just going to go here. It's like, go get a cake. Do this. Like, celebrate. Learn how to celebrate yourselves. And I'm like, to be part of the trophy generation I really do not know how to celebrate myself. I am 38 years old, almost 39 years old. I have a four-year-old daughter. My four-year-old daughter has had more birthday parties than I have. Wow. (laughs) You know, like I've gone out for dinner, whatever the case may be, or, you know, but true birthday parties with a guest list. You know, I've had, oh, yeah, we're just going to invite some family over for some ice cream and cake. But no, like birthday party, cake, gifts, you know, it's something I've never really been good at doing. And I'm like, are we teaching these kids this trophy generation or these celebrate all your wins and all your successes, no matter how small they are? Because for me, it's like it's your birthday. You know, you lived another year. Like, is that a reason to celebrate? Not saying I'm taking life for granted, but I I don't know, man. From what I've seen, my our generation are definitely teaching their kids to celebrate with some of the pictures I see for graduation and birthdays for one year olds and uh renting renting Bentleys for the prom. Exactly. I think they definitely I think they definitely learned how to celebrate. <laughs> but but is that but but is that a testament to our income level, not necessarily our generation? Because I, re, I I think some folks that had higher income levels were celebrating back then. You know, but, they had a party every year and stuff like that. So but maybe I just think it was saw, our income level did didn't allow us to have all those yeah. parties and everything. Rise you've been what? making money for a while. I, I've known you. You're one of my best friends. <laughs> Dog, you've never invited me to a birthday party. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying is we've had money. We've had opportunities. We still don't celebrate ourselves. Byron, you're the only person on here that's had a real wedding. You know what I'm saying? And all three of us are married. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
Rosie had Rosie had I'm, a wedding. I'm but Eric kinda, Tyson didn't have a real wedding. Either I time. wasn't gonna bring that up, but you know, <laughs> you know, but it's like a real wedding. Like you had a cake, and probably the reason you did that is because of Tabitha. You know, the wedding's a woman's. But I've known you even longer than I've known Rosie. Yeah, Ra- Byron, you've never we've us. never invited each other to a birthday party, or you know, uh, now that we've had kids, you know, we we do a little better job at. Uh, birthday parties and gifts and we're celebrating other people. We're getting better at that, but we don't know how to celebrate ourselves. You know, we just had one of our homeboys just had a baby shower, you know, flew across from Houston to Atlanta to celebrate with him and his, his, uh, his lady for the, uh, the baby shower. But it was hard for me to invite people to our baby shower, you know? So it's, uh, I'll it's, say in my, in my adulthood, I've had maybe, I think one birthday party, Razio came to, I, it wasn't even a birthday party. It was just, was like, Hey, I'm celebrating my birthday in Miami. I want everybody to come that can come. So yeah. Yeah. It was birthday was, trip. yeah, it was yeah. yeah, there you go. Birthday trip. <laughs> but you didn't make a big deal out of it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to Miami and you went down and had fun. Like I have fun. I go on trips, you know? Uh, I go out with my frat brothers. I go out with my friends. Like we do things, but it's not celebrating myself. Like I know how to have fun. I definitely know how to have fun. And my time at FAMU will tell you that. But uh, celebrating, we don't do a good job at yeah. it. Yeah, we, it, we are it, horrible at a, putting ourselves on a pedestal. But it's a lot of us. And, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. You know, like when I was sitting there looking at uh, the promposals, like I'm like, my prom, I was dating a chick, and it's like, you we going to the prom? Yeah, that was my that was my prom uh, invite. You going to one of formal? We going to like it wasn't even really a big deal. It's just like we going. It's it's big now. So now that it's trickling down homecoming, like they're really going. I'm like that's so overboard. But it's like it's to me, uh, and maybe that's the 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 millennial in me. It's a little too much, but it's teaching these kids how to celebrate life you know we don't celebrate we know how to kick it and i think we're kicking it and having more fun because of our income stream but a lot of us so what is your definition what is your definition of celebrating so to to make it all about you make it about you like maybe kicking it or you know going on a trip is their version of celebrating themselves yeah but is it all about you like do you make it a big hoopla like i'm sending you invited people you invited us to miami you just invited us to miami it wasn't a, a countdown to the miami trip and uh here's a list here's a like now there's some millennials i have a bunch of friends who know how to celebrate i'm not going to lie they celebrate <laughs> we're celebrating the month of december because my birthday is in january <laughs> you know it's like it's i have those friends but it's still at the end of the day it's like the fact that we have to ask what celebrating is Mm. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's a personality thing. I, I really do think if if people don't, yeah, like your introverts probably aren't going to ever party like that, like because that that's not kind of what they they do. They don't enjoy that. That what they enjoy is small, intimate gatherings with people they really really know, so that they don't get super overwhelmed with you know being tired and everything with being the the people the outside. So I, I think. There are personalities that are going to make it, like you said, that are going to make it a big to do and everything like that. Have the countdown and do all that. And then there's personalities that are going to be, hey, y'all just come by the house, chill out, let's uh, pop, you know, a couple bottles of wine and let's just talk about whatever, you know. And that might be their thing. Like Jenica is, uh, 
she doesn't want this huge party. What she wants is let's go to dinner and and that's my celebrating me. Y'all coming to spend some time with me. Only the people that I really want around and everybody's coming out for me and we're going to go where I want to go and we're going to eat what I want to eat and everything like that. And that's, that's her thing. And that's, and so she's happy with that. So I, I just think it's personality, man. I, I don't think it's a, a millennial versus anybody else, because I think they always had those super flashy folks in Gen X, baby boomers, probably not the baby boomers. Cause they had like potatoes and sacks and stuff, but you know, and, and, and the next generation, they're going to have, they, they're going to do it even bigger because of social media. They can show off with each other. But for every person that you see that are doing that on social media and, and the folks that you see, there's two or three people that are just having these intimate gatherings and they're good with that. And that's their celebration. Yeah, and I get what you're saying. I mean, but I think a lot of a lot of the things that we see as quote unquote over the top. So we talked about the introverts, but sometimes you'll you'll frown up or turn your nose up at the extroverts, like when they're doing too much. You know, like are they really doing too much, or are they really knowing how to celebrate themselves? Yeah. You know, to somebody who never celebrates themselves, damn near anything is too much. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody tells me happy birthday. I almost feel the need to tell them happy birthday back. Like, it's like, Oh, Oh crap. You just gave me a compliment. Uh, thank, thank you. Uh, your hair. Glad, nice. you, were, glad you were born six <laughs> months ago. You know, it was like, I feel it's, it's unnatural to me. Like, and you know, I'm not shy or, you know, or, uh, I've been called arrogant a time or two. So it's not like that, but it's just when you're truly giving me something or trying to celebrate me, you don't know how to take it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to celebrate myself. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, December 2020, I turned 40. So my goal is to do South Florida, Miami, uh, mid-December. My favorite. Uh, y'all heard it here first. If you're in South Florida and you can make it, and you're one of our listeners, I'm doing it big by my standards, which probably is going to be embarrassing to some people. It's like, oh, this is doing it big. But uh, there's a group of us that are, have December birthdays. At least one other person has a December birthday, two days apart. My line brother, Steve. So, Steve, if you're listening, December 2020, uh, Sagittarius Slob Down 2. You heard it here first. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach you. out to Slip and Slide. You know, that's my favorite. So, hey, man, they might be at homecoming, man. They, they might be at homecoming. So, uh, fellas, that was a fun conversation for me. Don't want to hog the conversation. Who's up next? Um, So, I um, hit y'all with a heavy topic last week that, uh, and we found out that Razio doesn't care about women getting slapped. So I'm a first slap. The first slap don't count. Only your first slap. (laughs) Second slap, I'm jumping in. I'm all in. (laughs) He slapped us again. (laughs) Got to get it. Oh, come on, but oh, Oh, and and you know what though? On that topic, in all seriousness, because we uh, we posted it on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, the the young lady in Pittsburgh at the gas station that got jumped by the two store clerks. No question about it. I'm in that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's that was disgusting, man. That was that was disgusting, man. Yeah, that mean we we talked about it in a lighthearted way, but that right there was disgusting, man. Um, but I'm gonna lighten it up today, man. So, and I, I'm I'm keeping with the restaurant theme, theme though. So black people. Black people, it's like <laughs> black people do this. Black people. Oh Lord, my bad. Continue, my man. Among other negative uh reputations, we are known and I 
we're known to not be good tippers. So my question to you fellas is, it's, it's almost like a two-part question. Are you good tippers no matter how the service is? And do you tip because you feel like, do you overcompensate on your tip because a lot of black people have this negative stereotype of not being well tippers. So you want to kind of cover and, 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 and show them, Hey, black people do tip well. So here, take this 20 on this $10 tab or whatever like that. Do you overcompensate on your tip? Do you feel obligated to try to change that stereotype single-handedly by over tipping? And do you tip according to service or do you always tip 20%? Like let's let it, let it fly, man. Let me know what your thoughts are. Well, well, I will, I will start off with uh, $20 on a $10 tip. With me being as cheap as I am, that ain't happening. You need to bring me some extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. So make sure the baby business. Now you might get a twenty dollar tip on a ten dollar tab if you hook me up, and I ended up getting something free. I might actually put whatever I got free that cost of that onto your uh, tip. So anybody who serves me in the future, if you uh, hear that, um, just kind of keep that in the back of your head. But. Uh, <laughs> He just asked for some free stuff. <laughs> I, I did, I did. Uh, but no, I, I do, I do have that in the back of my head, that stereotype in the back of my head, and I do always tip because of that. Like I'm, I'm going to leave a tip. Um, my, my family, my sister was a server. Jen was a server for a long time, so I, I know how hard it is for servers. They don't make enough money as it is. Uh, you know, coming from me, that's that's and and that, that business side of me, I'm always like, well, they kind of okay, but no servers, any service industry, anybody who lives off tips, that's just outright wrong, uh, in my opinion. Um, I like the European style where you get a minimum wage, you get a regular living wage, and tips aren't encouraged, and they're not even expected. So, I I do tip. I always make sure I start at twenty. Uh, and then go from there. So it, it's, you're going to get 20% if you're just a mediocre service, normal. Um, and if it starts to get sucky, I always I always see where the problem is in it. So I'm not going to, if you're, if my food takes a long time, I'm not going to take off your tip because that's not you. That's the kitchen, right? That's the cooks. But now if my food comes out cold, that's on the server because that means that it got cooked and it sat up there and waited to be brought out to me. So that's on the server at that point. So if it comes out cold, it's coming off the server's tip at that point. So I, I just kind of look at the uh, the service, what it is, and I come down from there. There's been maybe one or two occasions where I just did not leave a tip. Like I stiffed somebody, uh, and it was because they, the service was bad. Like I didn't get a refill. I My food came out cold. It was, it was bad. I didn't get everything I ordered. Like I ordered an appetizer and it didn't come out. And so when my regular food came, I was like, hey, where's my appetizer? And he's like, oh, I forgot it. And he's like, do you want it? I'm like, no, nah, because now you're going to try to put it on my bill. So I ain't paying for it and I already got my food. So little stuff like that. I mean, so I, I didn't tip that time. But Is this for the that most restaurant part, in Sierraland? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that one. So um that that's that's when I haven't tipped. But for the most part, I mean I'm I'm gonna tip because I do have to try to break that stereotype. I, I have to make sure that you understand that no, we do tip. Right. It's, it's those generation X's, bro, that gave us a bad name. Yeah, they did. So no, I, I'll blame that one on the baby boomers, truthfully. 
So well, no, because we couldn't even eat in restaurants during the baby boomer time. So it got to be the Gen Xers. Yeah, we can blame it on Gen them. X, blame, blame it on the Gen Xers. That might be the title of this show. Blame it on the Gen Xers. Hey, hey make sure you let your parents hear this episode, Rosie. Going I in curse, man. No, I can't, I can't let my mama hear this. Just <laughs> blame it on me. Trouble. Blame it on me. You can't get in trouble with Jen, but you can get in trouble with uh, your mama. Yeah, that's my mama. <laughs> she had to put right. me in a trunk of a car like she did you. Yeah, man, that was man. That's that was that was wrong, man. That was that was messed up. Hey, mama. But um. Uh, I tip, I tip well, man. Um, now I'm not gonna do like some of my people. Rise you, you start with 20 percent, and you work up or down from that, or you just 20 percent. You can't get any lower than that, but you can't lose. You can go down to 15 percent. Oh yeah, you can go down 15, 10 percent. It just kind of depends. Now I got some homeboys or some people I've known that will put whatever they gonna tip on the table, but this is old school, so they just carry ones. And uh, every time someone wrong, they just started pulling the tip away. So. <laughs> <laughs> you see 21s on there and all of a sudden it looks like seven. But, you know, I tip well because uh, I think at first it was that I felt guilty or I had to overcompensate, but now it's just my norm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's my norm. Uh, I try to do at least 20% depending on what's going on. If I'm actually getting service, if it's something small, I do no less than like on a $10 tip, I might tip $5. Like I think I do like a minimum of $5 depending on where I'm at, which I... I felt like I was just saying I tip well, and people like, oh, he just tipped $5, so they might think I'm cheap. But on a $10 tab, I might might tip, you know, $5 just because. And I even tip, like, uh, I tip probably when I'm not supposed to. I think someone asked this on Facebook the other day, when am I supposed to tip? Like, every Friday, my daughter and I do this little kolache bar right by her daycare. We do a a couple of kolaches and um, some donuts or whatever the case may be. And basically, the lady rings me up, goes behind the counter, grabs a clutch, grabs a donut, warms it up, and gives it to me, and I still tip. I don't know if I'm getting over, or maybe I'm overcompensating, or it's just I'm so used to tipping, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not going to make or break me. Uh, I feel like I'm doing my my due diligence because I know that's how their system works. Uh, I do agree with Rizzi. I wish it was more like the European system where you you – the the tip is included in the price of the food. You might pay a little more, but you don't have to worry about tipping. And it also works better because the the turnover on tables isn't as fast. You know, because they're getting paid minimum wage, and the more people they can sit, the the more money they'll make. Uh, like when we were in Paris and Spain, you know, people were sitting there talking for hours, and the waiter didn't care because at the end of the day, he or she was going to get the same amount regardless how many tables turned. But I get it, you know, and especially if I take a long time. And that's another thing I consider how long we take at a table. Like we yeah. went out for my, my wife's uh, birthday and I tipped because they actually I hate when they do gratuity. What do you, what about that? When they when you have a party of six, when they throw in gratuity in there. Oh, I'm done at that point. I don't do additional tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't tip on top of the. <laughs> No, if, if, I don't know. I don't know. I, unless unless my mom is there, because my mom is like my mom tips really, really well. So my mom tips like 25, almost 30 percent. But she is a hard customer. Like she is like, you know, she doesn't tell you everything at once. So she'd be like, hey, can you refill my drink? They come refill your drink. Be like, Oh, can you bring me some lemons? And then when they bring the lemons, be like, oh, can I get a cherry for this Sprite? Like it, it's oh, wow. it's horrible. She wow. is annoying. She annoys me. 
when we're at, at, but she tips really, really well afterwards. But, you know, just being there with her, I'm like, oh, why is she asking something else? So, yeah. And so for me, it's, is I guess the same way, especially if I'm ho- like if I'm hosting, like like I said, we we brought all these people together uh, for my wife's birthday. So it might have been like 10, 12 of us. And of course, they had a gratuity, but we were there probably for two hours you know, two plus hours. So they, there was no way for them to turn over that table. I think they made the people I was with. I feel like I hope tip well, uh, but I also threw an extra tip in there just because I'm like, Hey, we were here long enough that we kind of took up all, all your time. You could have probably turned this table twice within the time period we were here. So I, I also couldn't consider that. And also tip more when I'm drinking too. So you slide <laughs> me drinks. <laughs> like some, some bartenders have made some money off of me. You know, they have made some money off of me, especially they make my drinks right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, so I got a question. That I guess you can add it into your uh, answer, Byron. Is, do you have a minimum tip? Like if you have a, a $7 or a $10, like you go for lunch somewhere or something like that. Are you tipping the dollar 50 or, or that's the 10% or, you know, not even that. Right. So what is it like on a $10 uh, tab, it's a $2 tip for your 20%. Are you tipping $2 or are you going to tip them a normal tip uh, off that $10 tab? Um, I, I'll, you know, I like even numbers. So I'll definitely, if it's like a 10, $10 and 12 cent, uh, tab, I may go up to uh, maybe up to $15, you know, just write it in after you charge the uh, card or whatever. But um, I'm just going to let y'all know right now, man, my tip scale is uh, anywhere from 0% to 30. <laughs> uh, so, and I feel, I feel no obligation to tip anybody. Now I do go in there and, and listen, you, 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 when I get there, because I feel like I'm the opposite of your mom, Raj. I'm a fairly easy customer. Like, I don't hold mistakes against the, uh, the waiter or waitress. Not like one or two. Now, they keep messing up. Man, we got a problem. And also, before I really get into my answer, I have spoken to some people who said that the, the, waiter, the waiter and the waitresses, they do split the tips with the cooks. So sometimes that tip goes to both of them. So you you... Feel safe. Feel free to uh, take it out on uh, both of them when you tip me sometime if your food takes so long. <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as the, I'm not even asking for anything special either. Like you don't have to be personable with me. And all I ask is that, you know, you, you get my order right, bring it. And, and that's it. Like the bare minimum. I don't need all this extra stuff in order for you to get a tip where where you get close to uh, 10 and 5 percent. Is when you didn't mess up three or four times. Uh, it took you forever. You got an attitude, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, like I'm hassling you for coming to the establishment to eat. Then your tip is gonna be low. But quick story: back in May, we went up to New York for um, the Deontay Wilder fight at some of your reality TV show. Watching people, what's her name, Kenya Moore? You know, her and her husband are getting a divorce. We went to his restaurant, SoCo, and I'm going to tell you right now, I, and I hope anybody affiliated with that restaurant is listening. I ain't leave no tip because y'all <laughs> were off. Y'all almost made me miss the fight. That's how bad y'all was. It took two hours almost to get the food, it felt like. And I, I really felt angry because I had propped this restaurant up. I had been there a couple of times. I'm like, man, the food is good. 
man, it took, it's almost like they forgot about us, man. So uh, it, it was just a terrible, terrible experience, man. But other than that, chipper. yeah, so I, I ain't need them shit. But <laughs> other than that, y'all can work you, me today, huh? <laughs> other than that, unless you, uh, you know, bring me my my beverage and say, here you go, nigga. Uh, <laughs> you gonna, you gonna, you gonna get a tip, man? You gonna, so, you gonna get a you gonna get around twenty percent or more. Okay, so you if you if you don't mess up, you give me my drinks on time, you refill, you give me the you give me the the, the bread hot, you get all that stuff. You just starting with twenty percent. Like if you get anything less than twenty percent, they they screwed up. Yes, yes. And if okay. you went above and beyond, you get close to that thirty percent range. Like mm-hmm. when you uh you know you look out for my daughter and you know just little extra stuff. Then yeah. I'm definitely gonna look out for you. Oh, and um, with just kind of think about that, like you know, kids spill stuff. So if the kids spill stuff, and you got to come over there, you got to wipe it all up and stuff. That that's a little bit of extra on the tip, just because I understand you had to bring me seventeen napkins and go wring them out yeah, and all of exactly. that stuff. Like me and Tad yeah. went to uh, Morton Steakhouse one time for our anniversary, and like, flex. and they brought they brought us. Uh, that's not a flex, man. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> They brought us like a free dessert, man. They took our picture. Like, would you like for us to take an anniversary picture, you guys? And like every every even uh people that wasn't serving our table when they passed by, they would just wish us a happy anniversary. So that right there was a definitely a great experience, man. Mm-hmm. So okay, just, okay. Man, I just want to reiterate, I feel no obligation. I don't care what the stereotype is of black people. <laughs> I'm not the one that's about to change it. If you bad. <laughs> Then uh, we'll let the stereotype live on. Five percent it is. Yeah. So I one thing I, I posted about tipping because I was in Atlanta. Um, I saw that stayed in, in the hotel and so <laughs> yeah. The valet, question. the valet the valet just kind of it always gets me because when do you tip and how much do you tip because I'm one if I'm gonna be there four or five days. I usually I get them at the end. Like I'll drop a 20 at the end or I'll drop, you know, $30 at the end. Cause I don't care cash like that to be giving them dollars yeah, here yeah. and dollars there and stuff like that. So I posed the question on Facebook, like when am I supposed to tip? And, and I had to go look it up and it, it's, it's all kind of different answers. So some people say it's every time you go to the valet, whether you're dropping your car off and when you're picking it up, some are like, when you just, yeah, exactly. Oh, some no. is like, just when you no, pick it no, up. No. So they like, every time you, you transfer the keys, you should be tipping. Um, and so whether, and, and whether it's only a dollar or two. And so that's what the internet said. And then I, I, I reached out well, to a couple internet of people that are valets. So anybody that's valets or anybody who uh, has worked in the industry, uh, comment, talk to us about it. Let us know how we're supposed to tip valets because that is still the most. That I, I mean, I get anxiety when I go to the uh, valet. <laughs> I like, I'm like, am I holding? Am I taking too long? Am I hurrying? Like, you know, because they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're trying to get the cars through and everything. I don't know when to hand them the money. Do I give it to them right when they get out, or do I wait? With my right hand? Do I give it to you? Do it... that's crazy because. Uh... I get nervous because I try, you know, I travel a lot for work. And so uh, I had the ballet a lot. The worst part is like, I'll get cash out of the ATM and I get a 20. And I'm <laughs> exactly. like, oh, I got to run around the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's that curvy enthusiasm episode right there. <laughs> you about to get this 20 now. Like, you can ask the ballet. No, I ain't about to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this too. You uh, bring before we get to your question, Rizzy. I I do my if I can help it I do my best to avoid even 
needing a service that requires a tip. So like when I get to the airport, those people that come up to you, you want to take your bags or at the hotel, <laughs> want to take your bags. No, nah, I got it, chief. I got it. <laughs> got like three bags on my shoulder. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. We straight. We yeah, straight. All your concierge. <laughs> That's how you make it a morning. But the thing about it is I'm trying to figure out like, so you mentioned restaurants, ballets. Is there anybody else you t- tip? Your barber. How about that one? That's a question. Oh, yeah, back, back when I was going, back when I was getting oh, on here, yeah, uh, yeah. go to the barber. You got to take care of your gotta, barber, champ. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Take care of your barber, man. <laughs> so so how much are you tipping then on it? On a, say, a $20 haircut, right? Well, uh, the last time I went, it was like, I think haircuts were around 15 By the way, I'm bald, folks. So I don't go there no more. But I, w- I would get my haircut and I would get my shape up and that would all be 15 So I would just give them a 20 each time. Man, 20 for a haircut <laughs> barber? It's even. I mean, what what am I going to give him? 18? What am I going to do with $2? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying $15, man. Okay. So I get a haircut. I get a haircut every week. I have a standing appointment with my barber for one o'clock every Friday. It's just me. It is what it is. He shapes my beard, uh, shapes my beard, edge up and everything. Uh, it's 20 and I give him 30 or something like that. I don't know. I cash app him. So. Ooh. I just got to, yeah, I know Rise is cringing over there. I can't see you, but I know you're cringing. He's thinking about oh. how how Jenica would run with that and anyway, all the stuff she would buy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking $30 a week. Bro, that's $120 a week. Yeah, that is a cell phone bill, Tim. Yeah, exactly. That is a bill for some folks. So. Oh, are, are, are we hair shaming now? Like, oh, what? what? Flex. <laughs> Come on, I'm flexing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a humble brag. <laughs> no, but it's, hey, man, I'm trying to keep it while I got it, man. You never, you never know. But um, so I'm thinking like outside, okay, Barbara, of course. But like, do you tip at the hotel? Like, I ain't made it there yet, you know? Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, boy, they finna kill me for this one. I just realized, and I'm call me ignorant. You're supposed to leave a tip when you check well, out the hotel room. Yeah, leave, yeah. leave it in the uh, hotel room. Yeah, yeah. I how much is that supposed to be? And, and is it is it should it be clean in person? <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I didn't know. <laughs> I know, but I don't. What about, like, them, what about all them extra fees the hotel charge? Ain't yeah, ain't a tip built in in that. Nope, it is not. So. Yeah, you should. I, uh, room service, same way. If you order in any room service, you got to leave oh, a tip yeah. for that. But usually, yeah, I do it's live. included in that, isn't it? it gratuity is in there, but I still... Now, that is one time I do uh, tip over the gratuity for some reason. I uh, probably, probably because it's on the uh, company. That's usually the only time I'm getting room services if I'm traveling for the company. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw that money. I don't care. So, yeah, anyway. Y- y'all, y'all left me 10 minutes for my... Um, my man, just do what you do, man. Uh, <laughs> do what you do, man. We grown. So my question, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a little light, but yeah, do what I, you do. I do want to get a little seriousness with it. So, you guys know Takashi Six Nine out there snitching on Santa Claus for breaking and entering. Uh, Stupid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything. So, and you know, now we got this whistleblower going on in the White House. So, you know, snitching's happening everywhere, and. <laughs> What I want to ask you guys is your thoughts on the whole stop snitching. Would y'all snitch? Like, when would you snitch? When do you keep it gangster, keep it 100 and not snitch? So just your thoughts on snitching in general. Okay, well, 
this is going to be my third time answering this question this week. Uh, I answered it on like two social media posts. <laughs> uh, basically, so first off, let me just put this out here. And I got this from my man, Sherman Cooley, and I totally agree with it. First off, a uh, anyone who's not in the game, you, it, a citizen can't snitch. That is, that is what you're supposed to do. When you see a crime, you report it. Now, if you're in the game, if you're in the dope game, if you're in organized crime, anything like that, those are the people who are snitching because that's the life you signed up for. So you can't get caught at something and, and in order to free yourself, start telling on everybody else. That's the true essence of snitching. What I don't like about snitching when it comes to our community is that it's the negative connotation that it has. All professions have a no snitching thing. Police have it. They protect mm-hmm. one another. It's in the military, which is why politicians fight so hard to make it easier for women to come forward about sexual crimes. Politicians look out for one another. All professions look out for one another for the most part and have a no snitching type of uh, policy. The re- and, but when it comes to black people, that's always the reason why things are so bad. The reason why black people have such a policy is because historically we have not been able to rely on the police. It's hard to rely on the people that choke you, shoot you, beat you up. And that's who you're supposed to go to when a crime is committed. So historically it's bad. On top of that, the people who have come forward, they did a piss poor job of protecting those people. So that scene on season four of The Wire is true. Mm -hmm. It's it's 100% true. Someone came forward reported the crime, the police department did nothing to protect that person, and they wind up burning that person down in in his own home. So we have plenty of reasons to not come forward. Unfortunately, it has taken on such a a hip thing to do as far as not snitching and stuff, and that can be harmful. Like I say, if you're not in the game, you should be reporting the crime, period. But the whole thing of that's why black neighborhoods are so messed up because they don't cooperate with police. No, we historically black people don't cooperate with police. It's because police departments were the foundation of them were slave catchers. So we we have an inherent mistrust of the police. And that's why. And that's what's not talked about enough. Well, uh, I appreciate that, Byron. You you went really deep with that. My answer is not that deep. I'm snitching. <laughs> and I and I and I'm gonna use your definition of snitch because I'm at the point where I don't put myself or I haven't put myself in those situations. Like I'm not in the game, right? You know, I don't. I'm not trying to act like I'm hard. I'm not trying to act like I'm down. I'm not in the game. There's too many things going on in my life that supersede all this hood credit. You know, like I'm not trying to impress anybody out there. You know, so I can never see myself in. Uh, Takashi's situation, but I mean, the closest thing I can think of is being with somebody who I consider a friend or associate and they happen to do something wrong that I'm not aware of, you know, like, Hey, we're riding around and you got drugs in a car or something like that. You stole a car and we get pulled over and you're like, dog, don't say nothing. Oh no, nigga. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Officer, there's a gun in the car, and it's his. No, if I don't know, because I'm not gonna like. If I don't know, like you, your best bet is not to tell me, 
or tell me before I get in the car, like dog, I'm, 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 I'm riding dirty. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Uber. Well, that's why I drive. That's why I drive most places. There's only so many people that I'm willing to ride with around town, especially if I'm in my town. So if I ride with you, uh, consider that a compliment, you know, because I just can't trust everybody with my, my livelihood. But if I'm riding with you and you just happen to have something, you don't tell me and like we get pulled over, your best bet is not to tell me because we might make it. But it's like, oh, I found a bag of cocaine. Oh, you do cocaine? I'm snitching. Like I'm 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 not going down for you, man. I can't sit there. Snitches get stitches. I'm not worried about stitches. I'm worried about not being somebody else's bitch. You know, like I'm not trying to go to jail for you. Like I'm just, it's just, it's not worth it. I'm not trying to take a charge for you. Like, dog, I really appreciate that bird. You no, no, I'm not trying to be in a rap song and you showing me your respect and your love. Dog, I got it. Your best bet is not to do your dirt around me. And if <laughs> I turn some people off, hey, we probably shouldn't have hung that with the, we, hey, it is what it is. I got enough friends. Hey, Photoshop yeah. some rainbow hair on uh Ferg when you post the episode, uh, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just saying, dog. I'm not trying to six nine tattoo on yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying, like, I'm not. If it's like a, a victimless crime or something like that, you know, that's that's different. Like, did you run the stoplight? What stoplight? I don't know what you're talking about. But if it's like you rob somebody, you beat somebody, like I'm, I'm not trying to go down for you. Like if I have if that's if there's no way for me to be implicated, then do you. But if we, if you if you don't value our friendship enough or our, whatever our situation is enough to say, you know what, officer, this is mine. Then why should I value our friendship more than you do? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Why should I? You don't you don't value it. So somebody got to take you the put me in a bad situation by bringing yeah. your life in, in, in into mine. So. Yeah. That's 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 the thing. So mine's kind of nuanced like that too. It, it's it's my my answer is always relative, right? And and with the sliding scale, I mean, if it's my like you said, if we running a light, if it's my homeboy and he's selling weed or something like that, I ain't saying nothing about that. I I'm not I'm not snitching at that point. But you know, if it's a kid on the corner, I'm calling the police. If it's somebody on my block I'm that I, I, police I, I I'm sorry, I'm calling the police. If somebody on my block and they they look sketchy and I ain't never saw that car and it's been parked there too long and they in the car and then I see another car pull up and they talk a little while and the other car pull off and uh, no I'm I'm like hey I don't know what's happening out here but there's some sketchy stuff happening I'm calling the cops Byron can we can we make Rosie the snitch then I ain't calling the police (laughs) like you got you got you you got to catch me who are you calling. You, I know, I know. You gotta catch, you gotta catch us, and you gotta oh, okay. catch it in the act. Like we gotta be in a car together, and we get pulled over, and it's like, who's cocaine in this? I don't even know what cocaine look like, so I'm assume that's his. Like <laughs> the head of his neighborhood. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, friend, are you expecting some company? Because it's a that's 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 run, that's run tell that Rosie. Like I ain't I ain't calling the police. I'm saying if if. If there's a situation where the law is involved and they bring me into the situation, like if, if we get pulled over and they say, hey, sir, you step out of the car. Like if I'm riding with Rising, they say, Rising, you step out of the car, sir, you the, this is your vehicle. We found X, A, ABC. I'm not saying anything. But when they question me, sir, is this yours? No, 
Absolutely not. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I remember because in third grade, his nose used to bleed a lot. I'm not going that deep, but I'm just letting you know that I don't got nothing for you. Like, I I can't. But with that, I mean, I I, I get the nuances of, of that. Like, they got to catch us in, and I'm not calling on my homeboy, that type of thing. But this situation right here, your homeboy goes in, tries robbery gone wrong or something, you know he did, and he shoots an innocent person. And you know about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that case, what do you do? Because that's that's the hard that's the hard decision right there. Like at what point, even though you're not in the game, by association, you're in the game, right? It's your homeboy. You ain't you ain't saying nothing. You know they 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 do the thing or whatever. But at this situation, an innocent person died and you know about it. Due, Ooh. due to Mr. my Officer. profession, I will recuse myself from this. <laughs> Mr. Officer, can I be implicated in that? What can do you I mean? Be, is there, can I go down for that? Like, is there anything? Because my thing is, I, I'm going to try to talk you. I'm going to try to do, because I'm I'm trying to be, a, you know, a good person. Like, I'm going to try to talk you the right way. Like, dude, like, you know, watch CSA. They're going to find you, man. You might as well turn yourself in. I might not give you up. Like, I'm not going to... Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough, tough one, man. Yeah, yeah. My 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 rainbow braids getting shorter, dog. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they coming back in, man. I don't know. Like, it's it's, see, so it's easy to snitch on somebody who you don't know. Nah, yeah. not even. Now my thing is like, like on some like like I said, we're in a car together. You get pulled over. Like you you did something. You you put me in this. Now and I, and I feel like if you were a real friend, I think Raziel said this, but if you were a real friend and they got something on them and they didn't tell you, they should cop to that. If you're yeah, my that's friend, what I, mean. I, I shouldn't even have to snitch on you. You should cop to that. Yeah, because you, you shouldn't try to bring me down. But the same thing is, hey, you shot somebody. I heard you shot somebody. Project Pat, Get It Green. Love that album. I heard you <laughs> shot somebody. But no, so you can't... You, once again, and I'm I'm talking through it for myself. You brought me in the situation. Now, if you're coming from me, coming to me from for uh, guidance, like man, what should I do? Should I turn myself in? Like that's one thing. If you like, man, I just stash this. Come on now, dog. Like you asking too much. Like you're trying to bring me down with you, and you know, at the end of the day, my, my allegiance is to my, my family. I can't, I can't go to jail for hiding this piece for you. Like you got to come up with a better plan. Now they asked me if I saw you, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. You know, can the, there's a fifth word. Can I plead the fifth in this rising? I, I assume, or you could just not, not say anything and let them, let the cops find them. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm not saying you gotta like, that's, that's probably what I would do. I, like you said, for me, I think but it would be house, right? me, me, me explaining to him, hey, you need to go turn yourself in, that you know this ain't right, yada, yada, yada. But I'm probably not going to call the police and be like, hey, I know who killed the old lady, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. And 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 it's a hard one, bro. Because, I mean, he's at the crib? are you going to really turn your friend in? Is he, is he staying at the crib? Oh, no. No, now you no. in the future. Ooh, That's yeah, what I no. mean. Like, <laughs> if you stop by, you like, I don't know what like, dog, mm-hmm. you need to turn yourself in, man. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that's what I thought. I th- that's what I thought you were talking about. Like, oh yeah, you dog, go to the basement, dog. Just, nah, like dog, man. I appreciate you stopping. <laughs> I wish you much luck. 
hopes and prayers. Oh yeah, man. Let's let us pray. Uh, but so you know, like I'm not gonna sit there and say I know what happened. So what's what's the legal ramifications of not snitching, Byron? I mean, that's what I need to know. If 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 I find out, there there are none unless you're you get in trouble once you're questioned. Like if you know and you're never questioned, then there's just some information you kept to yourself. Now once you get questioned, you're not allowed to lie to uh, the authorities. So okay. I get questioned at this point. What am I supposed to do? Like if you know that me sticking up for you can ruin my life. So, so can that, I, and, that, and, and, and you know what? At that that's, point, that's, right? That's what you. That's when you tell them. Listen, don't tell me. Like tell them to keep it moving. Don't tell you where they're going. And you get because if they're coming to you, and they have a, they clearly know he's done it. They're just looking for him, and you can just say, I don't know where he is, and you don't really have to snitch. Just I don't know, and you don't. You don't know where he is. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about like on some OJ type thing. Like, how did he look when he came to you? Was his or his clothes bloody? Around what time is it? Like, yeah, I don't know where he's at now. But you get subpoenaed. You get. I hope I'm using that right. You get subpoenaed. You you got to testify in court. It's like, how did this person look? They came to your house October fourth at ten twenty seven p.m. You know, we tracked the cell phone, whatever the case may be. Uh, how did he look? Yada 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 yada. And you came to me looking crazy. You know, you got blood on you. You 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 sweating. You know, oh, I had to get her. You know, you. Am I supposed to say I I don't know what you're talking about? Can I say that? Now, if I can say that, that's that's cool. I'm thinking, but at the uh, same time, you killed an innocent person. But, but you, you know, know it, so you yeah. just lied to the authorities. Yeah, so you, so you probably them. better just like. I, I guess that's what but I was asking. It, but is that snitching? The, the Fifth Amendment. The Fifth Amendment says that, or, or pleading the Fifth, right, saying that I can't incriminate myself. So, but you're not incriminating yourself. You're just not telling them anything. So, if you just say, "Can you plead the Fifth in that situation?" Since it's not, it's not going to incriminate you at all. I mean, you could do like Barry Buzz, homeboy, and just refuse to answer. Like, don't lie, don't say anything, just don't answer. And, They'll, uh, I mean, they'll probably lock you up and try to wait you out. But he, he never, he never snitched on Barry. So yeah, he's wait, they gonna lock me out. They gonna lock me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not fit for jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, if you shoot an old lady, do not come tell me anything. Cause or me, I, 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 I think I'm snitching. I if, just want to ask. I just want to ask the people what the, uh, the great philosopher. Riley Freeman once asked, for those of you who are strictly on the no snitching thing, is it okay to snitch to the police on the, on police? the police? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> His badge number was. <laughs> I feel like that's a catch 22 for all you diehard no snitching people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm recording. I'm on a cop watchers and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. Badge number. That, that's like Jenica says it all the time. I'm stitching on whoever I don't like. So her Man. her her whole continuum is if I like you or not. If I like you, I'm snitching on you. I don't care if I or if I do like you, I'm not stitching. If I don't like you, then I'm stitching. I don't care. Yep, he ran the red light. I saw him. I saw him do it. So I mean, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thing is if it's victimless, yeah, don't worry about it. But you're talking about something where people's lives are truly impacted. 
uh, I mean, it's right is right. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause and I always look at it. Like, imagine that was you. Imagine that was one of your family members that I killed and somebody else knows the details, but they got hood credit because they ain't snitch. Yeah. You know, is it, is it right? Or, Hey, you did the crime. You, you know, you, do the crime, pay the time. And when you bring me in and you jeopardize my livelihood, if you come to me saying, Hey, Ferg, I don't know what to do. I'm going to try to talk you like, Hey dude, like I advise you go to the police. You know, I'm telling what you need to do because I can't, is it snitching? If I tell you up front, well, shit, this nigga, he got a gun too. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, it's like, hey, dog, like, you need to go to the police, you know, I'll take you there, I'll do whatever I can to help, but you need to make a decision soon, because if they bring me in, I can't, I can't jeopardize this, you know, I can't jeopardize his family over that, so, you know, I'll be there for you, and I think the the sooner you turn yourself in, the better, that's, that's about all I got. It's a hard question, man, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a. Again, there's never a black and white answer, right? That's why we bring up the questions. Yeah, um, don't shoot nobody, that. y'all. But yeah, like stop the violence and <laughs> stop all the shooting. But definitely, if you shoot somebody, don't tell me about it because I don't want to have to figure out what I'm going to do about the, the situation. Yeah, so man. If, you, if you're coming to me, you need to be coming to me with, hey, I need a lawyer so I can go turn myself in. Help me through this type thing. I got yeah. you. As a friend, I got you. But not a, I need to talk you through this and I'm on the run. Man, y'all just got me thinking of so many scenarios of how snitching could go wrong. You know, I'm thinking about all like AB cases, you know, like these sexual harassments and rape cases. And somebody says something wrong like, so you raped her, like you, you know, like basically yeah. telling you a story, like so you raped her, exactly, you, exactly. You know, like, so. I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody has told a, a, a you know, a, a story, a conquest story to one of their homeboys, and the homeboy was thinking, you just raped this girl, <laughs> and you know, and and what do yeah. you do with that information, you know, man, just do right, people, man, yeah, don't rape. Y'all yeah, making it hard not to be a snitch, man. Like it's. It's it's stressful. Said, don't rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't rape. Don't kill. Like y'all go, go read the Bible, man. Go do uh, Ten Commandments or something, man. Just go stop doing that stuff, man. Y'all right. making it hard. Y'all making it hard not to be a snitch. We spiraling. We spiraling. I think it's time for us to uh, wrap this yeah, up, man. It's just <laughs> you got me thinking, man. Well, fellas, it's been another fun episode. Rise, you got your work cut out for you. Fellas, got anything on your mind you want to say to the people before we leave? Tell them where they can find us, where they can find you. As usual, we're always thankful and grateful for the listeners. I uh, I didn't realize so many of you guys were terrorists. Uh, we posted a post on Facebook, Three Brothers No Sense on Facebook, about uh, which candy had to go. And I didn't realize a lot of you uh, eat Kit Kats, including Tavares. So, Apparently, I work with terrorists. I just want you to know all of your names were reported to the CIA and FBI. <laughs> so be looking for that knock on your door. How in the world can you get rid of Snickers and Milky Way? But that's another story. Uh, the three brothers, we decided we're going to do something different next episode. We've been talking about the questions that we've been getting from you guys. We finally made it far enough down our list of questions to where we think it's time to ask uh, ask a uh, question that you guys have told us you want us to talk about. So next episode right here, Three Brothers No Sense, 
we're going to be answering some of the uh, viewers' questions. So, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Facebook, Three Brothers No Sense. Instagram, Twitter, Three Brothers No Sense. As Razio says, the number three. Take us out, Razio. Hey, I got nothing else to add, man. You uh, wrapped it up quite nicely. Ferg? Same here, man. Appreciate it. Three Brothers No Sense. Catch you next week. It's been a blast. Yeah.